Hello and welcome to the Ramen Profitable Podcast. My name is Atish Mazumdar and I'm here with my co-pilot, the great and powerful Chris Scott. And this is the podcast about testing out your ideas, taking your first steps, and really overcoming those obstacles on the way to entrepreneurship. Enjoy. So uh, we haven't done this in a while. Have you had any uh, wins for the week? Uh... I mean, I definitely had a, a learn, um, and we can dig pretty heavy into that, actually. But let's Uh-oh. see, some some wins. Um, you know, there's there's nothing really that comes to mind, because this week, uh, I mean, the definite win, I guess you could say, is in a very vague and general sense. Uh, I'm being called upon more as like a mentor for, you know, junior level employees, and uh it's it's just kind of a transformation in terms of my skill sets sort of in that I've always been the type of person who kind of just does things myself. Like if there's a task, I'm just going to do it myself. I'm notoriously bad with group projects because uh, uh, I don't trust everyone to do their parts or to do the thing that, you know, they're meant to do on time or anything like that. But in my defense, uh, I had a whole lot of conditioning that taught me to be that way because right. when I went to like I I remember this distinctly I was in a uh, 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 C programming for engineers course uh, because it was an elective for uh, the neuroscience degree so I was like yeah let me learn how to do some coding and it turns out that you know the stuff that I learned is already obsolete and it doesn't matter so great uh, anyways, um, but, but so we had this final project that we were supposed to work with our group. We had like groups of four and we were supposed to work with our group and, uh, make this database that's basically searchable by all these different things. And it holds this and you can add stuff, you can delete stuff. You can like, it's just a very manipulative, manipulatable. Is that a word? Man- no, I don't think so. It's not. Okay. It's a very, uh, malleable. No, that, that doesn't mean the right thing. Damn it. Okay. Well, it's. I'm having an off day, but um, it, it, basically you're supposed to make this database that you can input and output and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And you can change things around. You can reorganize like it's it's data manipulation, basically. So uh, we have all month to work on this and I'm working on it. And then one other person is working on it with me. And then it comes down to like a week or something before it's due. And the other people, we like broke up the project into four different parts and the other people haven't done shit. So then it's just me and one other person doing a project that is really built for like you need four people to do it because it's just so large. Like Mm -hmm. I forget how many lines of code it ended up being, but it was like it was pretty huge for an amateur coder such as myself. And uh, like 40, 40 lines. Yeah, 40, (laughs) a solid four zero lines, my friend, Um, arduous task. But but yeah, they just like ended up doing absolutely nothing. So. You know, I, I kind of have been conditioned to not do well at group work because of things like that. And that happens all the time in college. Like you end up uh-huh. getting partnered with random people who don't give a shit. So, you know, so I'm I'm notoriously bad at, you know, um, trusting other people to do stuff or do stuff on time or do stuff correctly or that kind of thing. Um, but this week, uh, I actually like I have to reduce some of my responsibilities and my oversight into other stuff. So I've had to really collaborate with people who are not under my direct authority. Like they don't work on my team or they don't do, you know, whatever, but I delegate stuff to them and I tell them that, Hey, 
can can we get this done? I need this actually by today. You know, whatever. Please let me know if there's anything I can do to help. And that's um that's a pretty big leap for me, uh, because here's the downside of of this whole side. Like here's the learn aspect, and here's what I need to do better at. And it's like I don't necessarily believe in karma or signs from the universe, but I definitely got one last night. So around. 2 p.m. yesterday. Uh, So it's like 2 p.m. on a Friday. Obviously, we'd all like to wrap up early, call it a day, you know, not think about work and all that kind of stuff. But 2 p.m., this person that I work with, this uh, sales rep that I work with needed like these pretty complex deals navigated and the contracts all redlined and all this kind of stuff Four different options. So it's like that's a lot of work. This was sent to both me and this other guy who works on this team that it's like, that's actually his job. Like, this mm-hmm. isn't my job. I'm just because I work with the major accounts. It's like it's put in front of me. And ultimately, I have to make sure that it gets done. I'm like a project manager, basically. OK, you know what I'm saying. OK. And so then the guy says, oh, my God, like I had plans tonight, blah, 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 whatever, you know, and says uh, and says that, uh, you know, oh, can you can you help me in doing this? And it's like, ultimately, I should have said no, because Mm -hmm. it's this person's job. And I've been doing parts of this person's job for a while now. I'm not mentioning this person by name, but I think you and I have discussed this at length. I'm sure we have. I'm sure we have. (laughs) But but so this guy you know, basically saying like, Oh, can you help? Like, I, there's no way I'm going to be able to get this done, blah, blah, blah. I've been on since 6am. Like this person just gives a whole bunch of excuses. Right. And, um, they've run out of like that kind of believable credit with me because they make excuses all the time for shit. Mm-hmm. You know what right. I mean? It's like, right. You know, just stuff like this. And to, so we start working on this. And so now I'm doing stuff that I really shouldn't be doing. And I'm putting stuff that I needed to do aside. But I'm like, okay, let me help out. Let me get this done, blah, 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 you know, whatever. Then around 5 p.m., because we're still working on this, this guy says, oh, I got to go. Like, I got to uh, drive my wife to the store before it closes because her car doesn't work, whatever, which. At the time, I was just like, yeah, I was waiting for you to come up with some excuse as to why you can't do this. You know, like I knew from the start that this was going to happen. But also, what a fucking flimsy one, because frankly, um, why can't your wife drive your car while you stay here and work? Right. Like that's number one. Number two, this guy just got a promotion to a level on that team. This is a job that I used to work. I never was promoted to the level that he was. I've circumvented it by... I hopped out of the system and then got pretty much right, a promotion right. and a raise outside of the system. But this guy is at a different level than I have ever been. And frankly, it's like, no, dude, the job is to get the job done no matter what. Like, I don't care what you have to do. You were assigned to do this and now you're going to pawn it off on me. Technically, I'm your superior. Right. Like, And, and you would never do this because I have my boss, this guy, uh, Craig, he's very smart, you know, whatever. He also kind of works in a similar advisory, like technical advisory role as I do. They would never ask him to do it. But because I'm some guy who used to be in some lower position and used to be on the same team as these people on this kind of stuff, they for some reason feel that I can and I should. And I think it's because it's ultimately my fault because I haven't been defending my time well enough. I just like, okay, yeah, I'll help. And then if I repeatedly do that, now we have a pattern. So this guy ends up dipping he's out 
And so then I continue to work until about like 6.30, give or take. I get it all done. And so I'm like, all right, well, that sucked. I got it done. And I'm like mad. I'm, I'm kind of mad at this guy. And it's like, all right, you know, I like, I don't know. How am I going to address this on Monday? And then I got, so here's the moment where it's like, it's either karma or it's a sign from the universe or something like that, where the, uh, this deal is going in front of, actually, it's a Tucson PD. Oh, Awesome. It's a, it's a deal for Tucson PD. So if things, you know, <laughs> work out in your community, then maybe I, <laughs> I played a part. But um, but so they're presenting on Monday morning like we needed this stuff by Monday morning, which is why these deals had to be done Friday night. So then I get a message from the sales rep and she says, hey, great. Glad that those all came along, you know, whatever. Um before Monday morning, can I get an analysis and a report of our profitability margins and like all this kind of stuff, which that is my job. Uh-huh. See, that's the thing. That was my job. That part was that part is me. And this other guy is not capable of doing that stuff because he doesn't know how. Right. And this is officially my role. So it was just a like slap in the face from the universe, like just a sign that was like, yeah, see, this is what you get. You did it again. You did this thing that you said you were going to stop doing. You're going to stop doing people's jobs for them stuff and because then they feel like they're like they're not being held accountable basically and you're allowing it to happen you're enabling it to happen and so then as a result of that of me enabling him now I have more work to do over the weekend because I did this person's job now I have to still do my job and I can't hand that off to somebody else so it's like yeah I need sucks. to get better at defending my time I need to get better at saying no I need to get better at holding people accountable, even if they're not necessarily my direct report or something like that. Like I, this guy should have been working at night. I should not have been. And then when the call came in for this other thing, I wouldn't have taken it so hard because yeah. Okay. Let me, let me pitch in over the weekend. No big deal. But now I've effectually done this other guy's job and I still have to do my own. So I don't know. How do you, how do you kind of, how do you tell people no? Or how do you tell people you're not going to, do something that they're asking you to and that, you know, I, I don't know. Is that a workflow you encounter? Um, I, I guess I do every once in a while, but it's, it seems like there's just, you know, people do exploit the fact that the, the machine's going to move forward no matter what, like, yeah. like the train's going forward no matter what, even yeah. if they are, they're not doing their part, somebody still has to pick up slack and get the project done, especially right before the weekend. Yeah. But if this guy's doing it all the time, it just seems like, I don't know. I don't know how besides, you know, some a, a good stern conversation. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and if he doesn't listen to you, is there someone else you can talk to? Is there a way to, you know, what's the best way for you to set boundaries at your workplace? Yeah. I mean, so that's kind of the thing. <clears throat> I toyed with the notion of like elevating this or, or escalating this to, uh, you know, either my boss or maybe his boss really because we report to different people but then i kind of figured that it's like well look you know a that's not really my style i don't i don't really feel like reporting other people's stuff to somebody else and like get them in trouble that's not my deal when in fact ultimately i also think that this is you know a failure on my part in a sense like yeah definitely this guy is pretty bold asking me to do his work You know what I mean? But it's also my fault for acquiescing all the time because like my whole thing is that I just want to get the deal done. And, Uh you know, I want I want like 
it's sort of one of these weird ways where I don't know if he just has a really good read on the situation or if he's, you know, just a lazy person, you know, or maybe not as motivated as me. But I think deep down, whether consciously or subconsciously, he knows that I will do anything to get the job done because I am so hungry for like growth and career progression and all that kind of stuff. Right. I am, you know, as Wayne Dyer called it, I'm a no limits person. Like, whatever it takes, I'm going to do the job. And so I think he knows this consciously or subconsciously. So he knows that I'm always going to be there to bail him out. And I just don't, you know, so I think ultimately this is kind of my fault in a, in a sense. Um, so I think you're right. I think it's a stern talking to you. Like, I need to kind of put this, this person on the back step a little. All right. I just, re- I just remember this. I kind of had a similar experience with this once. Okay. It was back when I was working at the news station at Channel 4. Uh-huh. And they had these weird, they they uh, were transitioning from standard definition to uh, HD definition. Okay. Do you remember oh, those okay. days? Yeah. yeah. It was a <laughs> big deal going HD. We were the first to go HD in, oh, awesome. in Southern Arizona. Yeah. And so with that came new uh, equipment, new graphics equipment, new, uh, they called Chirons. Those graphics you see on the news with the, like the little banners and all that. I think they're called Chirons because the machine that, uh, exports those to the screen is a Chiron machine. It has this really big clunky one, blue wait, 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 keyboard. Wait. Which one got named first, the Chiron machine or the Chirons? I'm sure nobody knew what to call the graphics. <laughs> or yeah. or in the control room because everything's done live, you know, someone's in charge of activating audio and, and playing the videos and calling the shots. Someone's in charge of the graphics and I'm sure they just were like, hey, Chiron, where are you at? <laughs> so people are kind of like people's jobs titles are defined by the piece of equipment they're operating. Sure, so sure. I'm, I'm sure that's the origin of that. But okay. um, I, I was weekend graphics, but I still had to work during the week. And so during the week, the full time graphics pres- uh, position was supposed to be making these really silly ads for like weather, you know, like this week's today's weather is brought to you by RV Central. Mm-hmm. You know, like those those graphics they show, like right before commercial break or right yeah, after. Yeah. You know, it's just like, and they're like, like the, the the sports is brought to you by right, you know, right, 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 right. Yeah, totally. And there there were like a hundred of them. There was just so many to do, and it was just this <laughs> tedious task. And I think I pulled in a tish, and I said I would do it. Yeah. And then I got frustrated with it. I got upset and I got mad with it. But I was young. <laughs> I was young back then. It was just uh-huh. a solid fourteen years ago, fifteen years ago. Oh, wow. And so uh, I got mad and I went to my boss, boss, not my boss, like my immediate boss and not even like the boss above that boss, but like (laughs) the boss above that boss. So like three bosses up. Wow. So you did like a multi skip level basically. Right. And my intention or my goal with that was, hey, I can do all this extra work. I need a raise because pay was really terrible back then. Yeah. Like it's ridiculous how little people were making in that newsroom at that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, I'm doing all this work. Look at all these things I'm I'm doing. All these weather ads I'm doing. Look how much revenue this is bringing in. I need another fifty cents. It's like something dumb like that. Yeah. And so uh, he took the list that I was working on, and he walked into the control room, and he went to the graphics guy, and he's like, "You're finishing these." And then he walked out, and that was the end of the conversation. Oh wow! And so I uh, like my attempt to elevate myself was like floundered it was yeah just completely pushed aside. it was like put on the kibosh but then thinking about it in hindsight it's like 
what what is really happening here? It's like me being frustrated for saying yes to someone else. So it is more of a me thing. Right. So it was uh, – so like from then on out, that's when I learned to say no to things. Yeah, yeah. But I, I do feel like your position, from what I'm understanding mm-hmm. uh, through all your explanations of what you do at work, is you kind of pick up – not pick up the slack. You kind of – you know, create. Not, do you create systems or is this something new? Uh, I create systems. Uh, I, I mean, I can uh, I can continue to let you uh, let me guess, guess what my go- job like, is. I, like, I assume you optimize workflows. I assume you you know uh, put together pieces of puzzles from different departments to make it one cohesive presentation. Yeah. So I assume that you're kind of like your part of your job is to kind of be in the know of what's working and what's not working, and yes. kind of pointing that out to management. Yes. So I wonder if this is a probably a super bitchy, passive aggressive idea. <laughs> but what if you said to this person's boss, boss, he's like, Hey, I've noticed over the last few months, you know, I'm having to help pick up slack with this thing. Mm. What's, what's going on in this department to really, yeah. Uh, you know, what's, why is, why is this falling behind? Yeah. Uh, you know, specifically it happened with this lazy douchebag whose wife's yeah. car doesn't work. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's, I mean, that's also a, a good suggestion, right? Is that because that is my job. You're correct. I mean, there's like a little nitpicky stuff I could, I could add or, or remove from that statement, but you pretty much have it right. My job is to basically work with all these separated departments that should be working well together, but historically just like end up dropping the ball or like not mastering the handoff between one another. So my job is to take like, we have these incoming deals that need to be worked out very quickly and we need to be able to, we're using software from 2012. Uh-huh. You know, so that's just like unacceptable in terms of like, th- like the, while that was only uh, eight years ago, eight years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like 300 years. Yeah. In, if, you, in, if you add 2020 to it. Right. Exactly. And, and also if you add all the differences where the company was in 2012 versus it, it, where it is now. Like the company was just a hardware company at the time in uh-huh. 2012. So of course our shipping procedures and like our, our technical systems worked really well for that. Now we're a software company. That's completely different. Like, so basically I have to work out all the kinks, but I think you're right. It's like, it's not my job to, I mean, I think it is my job sometimes to go in and actually fix things myself. Pick up slack. But, of course. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's also, you're right. My job is also to point out where there are inefficiencies and then, you know, let the management of that team figure it out. Mm -hmm. So in this case, we have this like super inefficient process because now we're relying on me to do all the work that this guy could be doing. Whereas if we were both working efficiently or me and that team were working efficiently together, we'd be able to get so much more done because I wouldn't have to be holding people's hands the entire way through. So you're right. Right. This is actually creating larger inefficiencies. And so maybe this is something that I should surface ultimately. Yeah. I mean, so that was kind of my, my winner learn for the week. It's like, and it's so funny because they're diametrically opposed, right? On the one hand, I'm feeling good because for certain people, I'm becoming more of like a technical advisor. I'm really mentoring them and I'm pushing them to learn more about their roles, which is, you know, it's uh, what is it? The, the, when the tide rises, it raises all boats or something like that. Sure. You can read about it in principles. <laughs> oh my, oh my goodness. <laughs> um, 
But uh, so so on the one hand, I was feeling good about that. But then on the other hand, I've I feel like I've been personally fit, or like I need to learn how to defend my time better. I need to learn how to defend my priorities better, and I need to learn how to have like tough conversations with people. Because mm-hmm. I mean, have you ever? Let me like to pivot it back to to the uh, to put it back, I guess, into into filmmaking. Do you ever have these like tough conversations with somebody or like how do you have a tough conversation where maybe you're not getting the performance that you needed? Maybe they didn't study their lines well enough. Maybe uh, maybe even just from behind the camera, you know, if uh, if the way people are kind of setting up like we're supposed to all be setting up this shot or the scene or something like that. And that's not going well or it's not going like how do you have those tough conversations with people? Uh, well on set, it's different than let's say outside of, uh, production. Mm-hmm. So on, on set you have to play it, There's, there's politics involved. So you don't want to get anybody upset. You don't want anybody really in a bad mood because that can really just mess up the whole day. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you get your camera operator upset about one shot in the morning, your day's and washed and they're grumpy the whole day. It's just like, you're just going to be fighting this uphill battle just the rest of the day. And it's just not worth it. Mm-hmm. So I, I, on set, I try to, if there's a issue or a situation that arises, I blame it on uh, a circumstance versus a person. So I was working on this uh, short film earlier this year. And there's just this one camera guy who was just not nailing a shot. And it was like 14 takes in and I'm like, should we get someone else to try to do this shot? Because, you know, we're, I'm just trying to make the day guys. We're spending too much time on this. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, you know, a knock at the guy. It was just like, we need to get it done. You're not doing it. Come on, let's, let's move forward. And so that kind of someone else took over, was able to nail the shot in one take. And then we oh, moved wow. on. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we moved on. So then it was just like, uh, you know, we didn't make the day, but we still, uh, move forward like we got the project done eventually yeah but uh but i've had a, a rough conversation outside with uh i guess you know i guess you ever work with someone that thinks they're more involved in a project than they actually are and they have like this ownership over the project then they it's, it's like they don't do anything to really contribute to the project but they just own it like it's theirs and they're doing all the work yeah so i've had a conversation like that and it was terrible it was just like the worst. Yeah, that seems conversation. Yeah, that that one's especially kind of problematic because it's like, look, hey, I I appreciate the, um, you know, the intensity you're bringing to this and the and the passion one could say if you want to use like a buzzword. Um, but at the same time, I also need you to take a firm step back because like. I have ownership over these things and these are like the things that I, yeah. Yeah. See, I have the reverse problem here because I need this guy to take more ownership. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, so it sounds like it's just, you know, it's just a part um, of life, a part of the work. It's it's a part of life. We'll, we'll figure it out. And, uh, but I'm going to try and be a little bit better this week. Like I'm going to write myself reminders to just like, say no don't always, you know, uh, I was talking to Tori and she was like, well, part of the problem is that you're willing to just, drop everything and work on somebody else's stuff because they ask and it's uh-huh. like your stuff is also important you need to defend your time and you need to be better about doing this so i'm going to leave myself little reminders and, and kind of be a little bit more practiced in this not be available all the time but but we'll see but uh well before we get into your winner learns i mean i don't want to polarize the podcast but in case you haven't heard this is literally breaking news uh we have a new president wait they announced it yep it's done Oh my goodness. 
that's what the call was was about by the way oh, oh she was, was just really it wasn't an, uh, an emergency uh she was just really excited <laughs> oh wow he got pennsylvania yeah that's what did it wow that's what did it i knew it i knew i should have canceled this podcast recording session why so we can watch the presidency yeah I, well well but also like I, I had no idea if this was going to be a whole nother day or if this We're, was going to be no that's true that's true you know what i mean it's like I, I, when like thinking about my day, it's like, well, damn, it's, it's already, you know, <laughs> it's already three days past election day. Like <laughs> who, who's to say how long this is going to go on for? I mean, the, at least in my lifetime, it's certainly unprecedented for this to like go on this long and all that. Kind of right. Stuff, so. so, uh, yeah. Anyways, not to, not to completely derail the podcast, but I thought I'd bring that up to you. Uh, yeah. Well, I've been watching it all, all the, the counts all week. Like I've been staying up late trying to watch them and. And now I feel like there's this episode of the Golden Girls where Rose is a uh, product tester. This is classic Chris Scott, by the way. And, and so gonna... uh, there's this, uh, she's testing products. And one of them is, is like, which la- light bulb lasts longer? Mm-hmm. So they just there's a scene where she's just sitting at the kitchen table with a box with two light bulbs screw- screwed into the box. Mm-hmm. And she's just staring at these two lights. <laughs> and then uh, Blanche and uh, Dorothy walk in. They're like, Rose, you got to stop staring at the light bulbs. You're going to go blind. And then she's like, fine, fine, guys, I'll, I'll look away for a second. And then one that like the light bulbs go out, yeah. and they burn out. And she's yeah. like, which one went out first? I, I've been staring oh. at these light bulbs for like three days and I, yeah. I missed which one uh, went out first. And Dude, so that's, ex- uh, that's exactly how this is. This, uh, you know, so won't won't comment on it. Not here on the podcast, but basically I hope regardless, like we all can just ease up now on some tensions we can all be better neighbors to one another hopefully there isn't any like massive uh upheaval you know regarding this and hopefully everyone can stop tweeting god damn it oh i'm not even on twitter so me me neither that's the point i honestly think twitter is poison but anyways all that aside did you have any uh particular winner learns well this week i finished an episode of that scripted podcast i've been working on Oh, nice. How'd that go? Uh, it was terrible. It's like 28 <laughs> pages of like this garbage dialogue that I wrote. And it's just uh, like, it's just so hard to kind of break out of your habits of writing scene descriptions where you don't, can't show things anymore. It's, it's much harder to actually have people say things. Yeah. And it's, it's yeah. just like tough breaking that habit. But it, like I got the first, well, it's not, I decided I wanted to write the last episode first because I figured that would be the hardest one to write. And so I feel like now that that's over, I can like send it to the team, get some notes. Uh, also, the te- like somebody else was supposed to write the first episode, like have the first draft of that done. And we we're supposed to meet on uh, Tuesday mm-hmm. earlier this week or last mm-hmm. week. And uh, uh, the draft wasn't done. Nobody gave notes on it. Like we're all still in this limbo of trying to figure out how to actually write an episode of the scripted podcast. Yeah. yeah. And so now that I now that I have this first one done. I have a better understanding and a grasp of what I think we should be doing and what we shouldn't be doing. Mm. And so now we can talk about that as a team as, like, and have like an actual reference point. Yeah. Be like, Oh, this is good. This is bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes that's the move, right? It's like, if you haven't done it before, you need to actually, there's a difference between observing other people do it and then doing something yourself. Right. So it's like, sometimes you do need to be integrated into the process a little bit more in order to understand all the difficulties that come along with doing it, such as, you know, you've moved from a 
medium where you could physically show things. So it wasn't, you know, exposition of physical actions. It was just physical actions and people doing stuff. And sometimes an expression means something sometimes, you know, all that kind of stuff. But now you have to completely narrate everything and exposit through a whole different kind of form. I mean, that's, that's a different transition in and of itself beyond just even like the practical applications of like how to do this. So, you know, I mean, that's, that's definitely just, I, I think it's one of those things that you have to do it first to figure out, you know, maybe what you need to work on or like study more in order to. Right. I mean, people compare screenplay writing more to poetry because it's such a technical craft. Uh-huh. I mean, you uh-huh. have, there's a format you have to follow. There's like certain margins you have to meet. And iambic you know, pentameter. No, no, no. If that's in poetry, but on a screenplay, <laughs> you know, like if you are right, you can't write really an iambic pentameter and you can in the screenplay, I guess. Mm hmm. Uh, we'll talk about that another day. Yeah, but, but you know, but like dialogue has to be, you know, the margin, margins are so wide. So they do this math to where a page of screenplay is a a, pay, a minute of screen time. So it's like this. So you only have to write ninety pages for an hour and a half movie, or sixty mm-hmm. pages for an hour long TV show. Mm-hmm. So the thing about the podcast, not the the scripted podcast, it's more like writing a novel now. Cause you're kind of inside people's heads and trying to get them to say what's inside their head mm-hmm. out loud. And it's just, it's just like, it's a, it's been an interesting journey. It's been an interesting yeah. journey. I mean, it's a, it's new technique, new skills. That's, that's always a good thing. Uh, another win I had this week was I paid someone, I hired someone, a social media content uh, person on the Instagram Ooh. to do an audit of our social media page. Okay. And kind of see if we're doing things right. Give us notes on what they, you know, just to get an outside perspective. Because I feel because sure. our social media person has kind of been on the uh, the outs lately because mm-hmm. of personal reasons. Okay. But um, I, I've always felt like there's this weird, uh, there's something missing from uh, Elephant Scout social media platform. I, and I just, I didn't know what it was. I've, I just, I felt like just, just this weird thing was missing and. Like what we're doing isn't really working and isn't really connecting with an audience. Yeah. 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 And so uh, this lady, her name's, uh, should we say her name? Do you want to say her name? Do do Well, in the, is it in the form of a plug? We're, we're plugging this person. Cause I that don't know. I would, okay. Well, uh, cause so I've been doing a lot of YouTube research and I've, I have found that the people that give the best advice that you should follow are all the girls on Instagram. All the girl social media content providers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, I mean, it is It is divided along gender lines in terms of success yeah. on social media, like almost assuredly. Yeah. Yeah. Any guy you find on YouTube telling you how to build your following, it's just so robotic and so yep. um, it's kind of like matter of the fact, very blunt, very straightforward. And it doesn't really give you what you like the tools you need to actually succeed on your platform. Mm-hmm. But you watch any any uh, female YouTube, Instagram advice giver. Mm-hmm. They tell you, you know, you need to be genuine. You need to be authentic. This is what yep. audience c- connects with. And that's kind of what I align with more in like, even in uh, storytelling, like it's not, you know, trying to be diverse, trying to be trying to tell these stories. It's like, I align with that uh, point of view more so than just engage with someone, just break comments. Yeah. See, see, actually that's, um, because I, I came kind of with some ideas I wanted to vet with you vis-a-vis uh, 
like marketing this podcast, right? Uh-huh. And what's so funny is that the ideas that I started coming up with actually, to your point, were things that I, uh, Tori loves watching these makeup uh, tutorial uh, YouTube videos. And it's like, man, I actually learned a lot from watching these people because they do a lot of things excellently. It's not a medium I understand. It's not a, an action that I understand at all. But they have just like numerous ways of that, like how they connect with their audience that doesn't really involve like the traditional, you know, oh, I'm going to comment for comment or I'm going to do like all these really like tactile heavy ways. But just like the way in which they shoot their videos, then they do like little promo things instead of just their videos. And they release those first, like little segments, all this kind of stuff. It's like, man, I actually learned a lot from watching these makeup tutorial people. Uh do their YouTube things. I was like, I was all fired up. I was like, oh, this is perfect. Like, this is all stuff that it's not directly related to the things that, you know, we do or that, you know, but I I could see how to pivot and how to, how to make it work. Yeah. So, uh, so it it was, it was, uh, so I, I, she was doing some deal or something where it was like a discounted audit of your social media Uh account. And I was like, yeah, why not? It's on sale. Why not? I feel like something's missing. I'm not finding any answers. And, you know, at that point, if you can't really find any free answers, you kind of have to pay somebody. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. Well, and sometimes that's, you know, it's like uh, I think this is an aphorism they use about tattoos, but I think it applies to most things. Right. It's like cheap tattoos are never good and good tattoos are never cheap. Like if you want real like it's basically saying you get what you pay for. Right. So. uh, So, yeah. So the, the the review of the account was we're doing everything right. Like all of our content is good. Um, all of our, what the posts we're making, they're getting great engagement. We're getting above average engagement, you know, compared to other people's Instagram. I guess the average is like two to 4%, two to 3% is the average Instagram. Of your followership, you mean? No, like in general, like everyone's uh, average engagement for Instagram is two to four, two to 3%. And we are, uh, in six point, we're at 6.2%. Thanks. So you're you're two to three, t- or uh, uh, yeah, about two times more than the right. average, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And so we had a couple posts posts that got up to like nine and a half percent, and they're like, "Do more of those posts." That was that was her. Um, <laughs> that was uh, the actual advice. Do more of this. That was her suggestion. But the big part of her suggestion was um, there was she says that getting she didn't get a sense of any cohesive story from the page. Like she liked the content. She saw where it was going, but there was like no uh, unifying theme. Throughout. Right. Right. Yeah. So, and like her suggestions were make uh, a uniform, uh, you know, the highlight reels, how they have like little logos you can make. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like make a uniform image of that. Uh, also she was saying, she was suggesting that maybe it shouldn't be a brand page. It should be a, a Chris Scott page. And Chris Scott represents elephant scout. So make it more mm. of a, uh, Personal. Put my persona up front and have that be what people connect with because that's going to be easier for people to connect with versus see that projects. that leads me to a question I wanted to pick your brain on because that's always where I feel like I get into trouble in terms of not having a unifying theme. So let's take it in in context of uh, 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 the Ramen Profitable podcast, right? The very podcast that you currently are listening to. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> so. If, uh, if I start, cause I have all these photos already on my Instagram, right? That's all like personal stuff. Mostly me doing the Murph, some of my dog, like that kind of stuff. 
And so I felt that it would be a bad thing to try and start pushing ramen profitable on that primarily. Like I presumed it would be better to have its own page and then every now and then I would cross post and all that kind of stuff. But I presumed it would be better to have ramen profitable's own thing entirely separate from my personal because I feel like that just ends up muddying the waters in terms of like mixed messages and things like that because ramen profitable doesn't necessarily align with all the other stuff that I post mostly murph pictures and my dog right Um, right so but but you're saying that it is you do need some sort of personal element to it as well so maybe it is still best that ramen profitable has its own page but it also is personally driven just not with the same content that i'm putting on my literal personal account well i i I do think that i don't i don't know i don't think there needs to be a separate page for everything Okay. So I, but I do think that at some point there will be need to be a there will be a need for a separate page for everything. But <laughs> but right now, what? I think right now, right now, what's happening is we're going on a journey, right? So okay. we're, we've well, like we've done, we've been podcasting for years now at this point, and so uh, and oh yeah, it's crazy, you know. But now we're actually taking actionable steps that we can show, and you know share with the community versus just us talking about these ideas that we had. Um, so, but now we're going on this journey where we can actually showcase actionable steps that we've been taking, you know, not just ideas that we're talking about. Yeah. So like now you're testing your product now. Yeah. We are, I am making movies. I have, I know I've done a show. Uh, I'm doing a new scripted podcast so we can talk about this progress on things that we've been working on mm. versus just the idea of actually, you know, what's a goal. Yeah. Let's talk about what a goal is and never actually making a goal and seeing how right. to accomplish that goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so it's so that's kind of the thing that ties it all together then is is essentially like the difference is if it was just kind of more informational based stuff, then that doesn't really tie back to person like not personal life stuff, but what you and I are doing. Whereas uh-huh. now that I mean this is such a dumb sentence, but now <laughs> now that there is actually things being done, that's that personal connection. That's that link between topic and idea and personal execution. So now we do have something to show for it. Uh-huh. Which by the way, we had a COVID uh case at the gym. Oh no. Yeah, so now I've been out for about a week. Uh-oh. I I'm perfectly fine, but now I haven't I'm using this time to catch up on formulation study because like I said I was making them in batches and I was trying to go larger so that I could not have to every weekend fire this out you know yeah um so I'm using this time that way it it just kind of sucks that um like we're kind of stalled out right now until do you have any uh do you have any photos of you making or working on your formulations yeah I've got the (laughs) I've got this great picture of uh uh, me at the dining room table, just with <laughs> bags of random powders and shit like that. Just a, Tori took a picture of of me, so I'm just like head down and I'm like writing in my notebook. But then there's just like open sacks of just like the craziest shit you've ever seen, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> like all over my table. <laughs> that's, so that's awesome. That's what it looks like right now. It doesn't. It's not as professional as I would like it to be, but um, you know, it's 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 working pretty well. I've I've gotten a decent uh. Like my personal feedback is I still test myself, you know, uh-huh. and like that's gotten a little bit better because I created a better system for how, like after our talk with Preston, I realized that I wanted to have like 
standardized quiz, not quiz. What's that survey questions? Uh-huh. Um, because that's what he was talking about with the, with the high broads. Uh, merge words merge words that's what he was talking about with merge words is that like he they were doing these um these surveys basically through facebook groups so that they could like ask the same questions and and even stuff that i wouldn't necessarily have thought of like how do you like the packaging and stuff uh-huh. like that i never right. would have thought to ask a question like that so i'm trying to standardize uh the questions and at least for myself you know the ability to have questions that i i then you know because i i have them written down in my little handy dandy book it's like then the next time I test, I just, you know, I already know what I'm going to be looking for. And so even just that awareness of, of what specifically I'm going to be serving allows me to have more of a standardized response in terms of like, you know, what am I looking for? Is this good? Is this not good? Here's why. Uh-huh. And so it's actually able, it's not, it's still not, my problem is that it's not quantitative data um, because that'd be a really difficult thing to, to measure. Right. Uh, but I am getting at least repeatable enough with the qualitative data. So that I think is a step in the right direction, right? Like it's like, oh, okay. But at least I'm getting more consistent with the, just my perception of what's going on. You know, uh, things like, uh, things like despite working uh, a full day, did you feel an elevation in energy? Did you feel alert? Did you not feel tired? You know, like those those kind of baseline questions. And now consistently I'm saying yes, 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 you know, whatever, and then explaining it. So it's like at least the qualitative side has become a little bit more standardized, which is nice. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. You know, so so I'm out of the gym, unfortunately, which sucks, um, especially because uh, there were all my buddies to help me. Yeah. With this. So now now it's kind of like it's just myself. Um, uh, I'm trying to convince Tori to <laughs> to get on board and just just try. But she's um, she's opposed to it's because she it's like it's like that old expression. You don't want to see how the sausage gets made. Right. It's like because she sees me doing it like she doesn't trust it. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, so so hopefully um, we can get along with that. But um, here's what I I, uh, I found. Do you have any experience using Canva? Uh, I've, that's, uh, this uh, social media person suggested that a lot. Really? Yeah, hop on Canva. It's really easy to use. Yeah, so I've only used the free version. There's a paid-for version that might be a little bit better. But it's basically, remember this conversation that we had a while back about um, like quote posts and stuff like that? Uh-huh. It's probably the way to do that because you were doing quote posts, but you actually know how to do stuff. Yeah, Canva, I was doing it in Photoshop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. See, that's what I mean. You actually know how to do stuff. <laughs> Canva is for people like me who don't know how to do stuff, so they need something that's a pretty like a little bit easier to use, uh-huh. but but probably not as robust as Photoshop. You see what I'm saying? Like it's it's like simple basically, um, but. Uh, I wanted to start or I was thinking about for at least ramen profitable a good way uh do you have you heard of like an audiogram an audiogram yeah. oh is that like a waveform of a clip from our podcast and you're going to put a graphic to it yeah basically that was that was what I was kind of playing around with with Canva was like uh you know obviously it's it's just an animation because I'm not pulling actual uh uh, like 
waveforms from our audio. Although if I could do that, I definitely would want to, but I'm just too dumb to know how to do that. But uh, but it's it's like an animation. So I was just like using an animation that went along. So I guess that's kind of the same thing. It like goes along with your voice. Yeah. So I guess that's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I did it. Um, <laughs> so with that and then just kind of having like a quote and then uh, and then like uh, the little graphic of the logo like in the corner just to make it brand recognizable and stuff like that. And I was like, that'd be kind of a fun, repeatable thing. But I wanted to pitch an idea for or like get your thought on this um we can do it live on the air or we can cut this the fuck out i don't know if this this episode has been an absolute <laughs> mess it's been a half. roller coaster ride it's been a roller coaster ride um let's do it but, live because uh we're, we're, we're short like 15 minutes yeah let's, let's do it live um so here was kind of my thought what would you think about i hate Mick- it damn it (laughs) that was my one shot and i blew it (laughs) what would you think about like integrating more um because i feel like that's kind of like we have our informational side or maybe not information well kind of informational it's like it's adding a personal narrative to an informational side like we're not just saying Hey, what's a goal and how do you create ones? It's like, no, now we're creating our own goals and here's like the, the, and that can even be in another medium, right? Is that we have like a PDF, right? I can, I can scan in, well, maybe not with my handwriting and be bad, but I can type up, you know, the stuff that I have in my notebook and then we can have an accompanying PDF or something like that that can also go along with these episodes or like supplementary material. But what would you think about mixing up or not like mixing up, but like we have this, these episodes, which are our, uh, informational plus personal narrative episodes. Uh-huh. And then we also have like, we introduced this concept of doing these mini episodes that are just sort of like things we bring up or things we relate, uh, relay on the podcast, but aren't the central focus, our problems with Quibi, all that kind of stuff. Right. It's like, if we had a consistent level of these mini episodes or tangential episodes, those, then we have like this, I feel like we have this good social media presentation of like, that's the personal side to, right. I, I think that's what, and, and I might just be like, because I already had this idea, I don't want to assume that, Oh yeah, the social media person you hired is saying exactly the same thing that I said. It's like, no, that's probably not true. But I'm wondering if this is an interpretation of that, that basically, look, we have our, consistent content that you know whatever but here's also a way for people to personally connect and that then leads into that kind of engagement strategy that it's like you know uh we we put a call to action at the end like what are your thoughts on quibi you know do you do you like it has anyone in our audience base actually ever watched quibi (laughs) because i haven't but chris has (laughs) i have yes i have yeah so so it's like then then we have this kind of personalized nature mixed in with that and then that also goes in it's like those are the things I feel like that really drum up the, uh, you know, if we, if we have a, a quote post basically about like Quibi sucks and here's why, you know, whatever. It's like those are the things that I mean, not obviously in those terms and not about that topic since we already did it. But but those are the things that kind of will um, then engage audience and hopefully and maybe even like in a wider form. And then we'll draw people back to the consistent content that we have as a home base. I like that. I like the idea of of presenting content that allows people to connect to us as well as provide information on another day of the week. So even if they don't want to hear about, uh, to doist, 
on Tuesday, <laughs> on Tuesday, they can hear our thoughts about Lord of the Rings on Friday, you know? So right. Like, exactly. Like, it's, it's a little bit of a mixture. You know, I stand by to do us. You can, you can hate all you want. I'm not that, hating on it. I haven't used it yet. So, Oh dude, that, that app has changed my life. I believe it. It's, it's, I'm actually having a system. I'm holding myself accountable to it. It's great. Now I just need to create a anti Todoist that basically keeps the tasks for other people or that other people are supposed to do off my to-do list. That's what I need to do next is <laughs> stop doing other people's work. But that's a whole different aside. So, so that was sort of my, it, it's like, there was just a lot of ideas that I kind of had that I was sort of researching and that was, and that was one of the things that I saw on, um, these makeup tutorial people to, to bring this back full circle is that I would watch these long form videos and they're long. They're, they're basically, you know, pretty much the same length. If we had this podcast, but not just, you know, straight end to end the hour. Uh, but if we had, I mean, basically if we just cut up the portions that, you know, didn't involve Joe Biden and didn't involve, you know, whatever, <laughs> if we cut all those out, it's like the video would probably be of that length. You know uh-huh. what I mean? And they do this. It's it's really kind of simple and it and it works with the workflow that we kind of have, because if you think about it, if it's a makeup tutorial person, it's all a single camera shot and they're just here and they're just talking and doing this and whatever. And then every now and then when they're talking about something else, whether it's a specific person or product, you know, they edit in an image here on the side. But it really isn't that big of a lit or it's not that different from what you and I are doing here. Right. But then what they do is they have on their Instagram, they have either a shortened form of their um, of their uh, a shortened form of a portion of that video. And it's like maybe them getting started on what they're doing. And it's like, can you guess what what we're uh, can you guess what I'm what I'm doing today? Or can you like uh, can you, I don't know what the term is for like makeup doing. Can so how do you do um how do you do your nighttime shadow uh smoky smoky eye? Yeah, 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 exactly. See <laughs> I'm so out of my element here, but like that's kind of the thing is that I recognize that these people were doing a really great job um at at like promoting like these cross promotional sort of things. And I was like, uh-huh. oh that that'd be really interesting to try and do. It's like now we have this platform like on Instagram, uh I just don't know how it relates because for them, they're actually, it's an obvious funnel, right? Like, oh, um, uh, today I, uh, like whatever you said, smoky eye, night shadow. Um, I don't like, know. I was making it up. Yeah. Today we're doing a, a, a smoky eye night shadow, uh, click through the link to, to see the full video or whatever. Like they use it as a direct push. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So not just a call to action in terms of, cause then they also have ones that are just call to action. What's your favorite foundation or what's your, you know, whatever, again, out of my depth, don't know, but they also have posts that push you to the YouTube video or what would in our case be like an audio link, like a podcast link. Uh-huh. So it's like, okay, these are kind of how people are doing these kind of cross promotional sort of items and how they're, how they're doing that. And it's like, that's kind of what I'd be interested in figuring out. Like, I think I know who our audience is and for better or for worse, our audience is kind of the same, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk type things. Right. Well, but it's also a opportunity to, cause you mentioned a lot of books that you've read here on this mm-hmm. podcast. It's, it'd be great for you to do like a, <laughs> like a quick, you know, I talked about this book this week. These are oh. the four things I got from it. You know, mm, 
and, and I do that already anyways. Right, right. Because because I do that for LinkedIn and then I like push that to my own personal, which actually it's like I was getting great engagement and then it dropped. Maybe I should check out with this social media person because I was actually getting people who like write back and like then created a following and people started uh it's not called subscribe on LinkedIn, but it's called it's just called follow. Uh-huh. So people were following my my posts. So basically they'd be notified every time there was a new one people would read. So it's like I actually was getting some good traction going there and it's died off or like or not died off, but it's it's definitely not as like I'm not getting as many comments and not getting as many follows as I used to. So maybe I should talk to the social media person to figure out what that's about. I don't know. I, I, also, at this time of the this is a weird time for social media. Yeah, that's true. I mean, hashtags were kind of turned off. Uh, I'm sure all social media platforms have kind of like lowered their algorithm usage. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of maybe that's why engagement is down. Oh, uh, yeah. So maybe now is the time that we really sit down and figure out a plan for what we want to do with social media versus, you know, forcing content <laughs> at, at the yeah. moment. Yeah. Like, let's, yeah, build, yeah, let's yeah. build a strategy. Let's try it out a little bit. Let's yeah. see how long it takes to make these, you know, 60 second videos for Instagram. You know, let's let's figure all that the the hard part of it out right now until you know, I'm sure in a couple of months things will go back to normal ish. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah, hopefully. We'll, Good we'll lord. See what, we'll see what happens. But uh I don't know. I, I like this idea of creating small tidbits to kind of share throughout a week. Yeah. So, yeah. So let's say we we I think we should start a ramen profitable Instagram page. Okay. That's yeah, separate be- from us and you know, separate from you and elephant scout and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, I like the idea of basically having like all this, um, I think it's referred to, I think I refer to it as interconnectivity, but I feel like that term is used for something else. Like, uh, I, I think interconnectivity, I watched this long video essay about how the first season of stranger things was good, but then it just got really tiresome, which Mm -hmm. is honestly kind of how I feel, but maybe it's because I don't have all this eighties nostalgia that, you know, you say that about s- everything, though. Some members of this podcast might have. Because <laughs> I lived through it. But you have you say that about everything, though. Like, oh, what? Lord of the Rings is a drag. Lord uh, of the Rings is a drag. <laughs> uh, there's 24 seasons of Law and Order. Uh, it's all the same. Uh, I just read Count of Monte Cristo. So like, come on. You could have cut out 500 pages of this. <laughs> uh, okay. Noted. <laughs> Point taken. F- whatever. Point is, is that one of the things that Stranger Things either succeeded on or didn't succeed on, depending on your, is that everything connected back to some nostalgic feeling from somebody for somebody else, like Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, do you remember the mall? Do you remember, you know, Jazzercise class or whatever? Pogs? Things- Plogs? Pogs? Oh, po- <laughs> Yeah, Pogs. I I remember Pogs. Uh, Yeah, like basically everything has this like piece to it that connects you to something else that isn't necessarily directly related to Stranger Things, but it kind of sets the tone for the whole thing. Right. So I like that idea that you're kind of that that we're saying is that like, hey, we've got the podcast, but then, oh, yeah, on the podcast, I mentioned this book, you know, whatever. And there's like an interconnected thing that might draw people who are fans of that book or fans of reading books like that or, you know, whatever. Or um, or, uh, you know, in, in this week's uh, podcast, we talked about uh, Todoist. Here's my favorite uh, like little hacks that I use on Todoist or here's how I set up my system for 
for, you know, whatever. Like those are all kind of these interconnected items that are related to what we're doing and related to our workflow or, you know, uh, even to that, to the, to that effect, um, you know, uh, uh, last week on the podcast, we talked with Preston and, you know, he, he brought up this good point about having these standardized surveys that he could push out to whatever. Here's how I created my survey for flow roll, you know, or, or even, um, I'm, I'm actually applying it to elephant scout. You know, you can, you can see the results of it on my Facebook page or on my Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not, it's not how to, but also this is it in action. This is how we've implemented it and let's see what's happening with that. Mm -hmm. And, and then, then I may have, you know, my personal page that has flow roll stuff on it. You know what I mean? Uh, so that that way, or your personal page can be about you, optimizing yourself which is what i think flow roll is really about about, right so it's like i read four books this week you know so it's like you actually living you're you're walking the walk not just talking the talk yeah 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 yeah. as grandpas would say i I think yeah (laughs) okay boomer um (laughs) i i uh i think it actually has to do a lot with me documenting things that i'm not currently documenting you know uh-huh. what I mean? Like I write a whole bunch of stuff down in my notebook, but it's like, first of all, nobody can read that. So it's not usable. And second of all, it's like, okay, but what about all the other stuff to your point? Like, what about these pictures of you working on, you know, formulations? What about, uh, you know, here's, here's how I like built my workflow or here's my workflow for flow roll formulation testing, or, Hey, here's my buddy who who agrees to work with me on formulation te- like you know all, all that kind of stuff like you're right there's a certain level of you know documentation efforts that actually would demonstrate how we're taking principles from ramen profitable and executing them in our projects basically right right mm, i like that i like that and also it's it's uh as terrible i know we all feel t- social media is like the worst right now basically and it's it's just like why do we want to even put ourselves out there like this. But I do think that if we like, like, so earlier this year before the pandemic, we had a diversity uh, filmmaker meetup Mm -hmm. and I was, I was very concerned because uh, uh, as you know, diverse as Tucson is the film community is definitely not, it's definitely filled with a bunch of uh, non-diverse older people. And I was concerned that we're going to have this diversity meetup and it's just going to be these same people showing up. And so uh, what we did was, is that we kind of weighed the odds in our favor. So instead of doing like a, uh, like a splash invite where we just invite everybody, like open call invite to all the already established film community meetup groups. Mm-hmm. What we did was, is we did a more strategic targeted approach where we invited uh, diverse filmmakers that we knew. Mm. And so we were able to, I get a large bulk of those people to commit to coming to the event. And after we had this large uh, commitment that we, you know, was pretty diverse and it was like kind of like the goal of the event, we did the wide splash open Mm. invite. So we weren't, you know, being diverse doesn't mean you can't exclude anybody basically, you know, if you're you're pushing diversity and inclusion, you can't really uh, exclude anyone, which is, you know, but what we did is it's like we weighed the odds in our favor of like really executing the the goal that we wanted with yeah, no intention yeah. to really exclude anybody. Yeah. And so I feel like if we're creating, if we're 
creating our own content and pro- pro- proposing our own questions to engage with our audience, we're weighing the uh, odds in our favor of having a constructive conversation yep. versus just putting something out there and having all the really sad boys out there like tear it apart because they've got nothing else to do. Right, but it, yeah. but if we're doing something that's very specific for entrepreneurs, for people that do jujitsu, that yeah. are filmmakers, that can really that they can resonate with, we're we're aiming towards we're focusing towards that audience, getting the interaction with them, and at some point we will be doing broad conversations with broader audiences. But mm-hmm. I feel like if we keep the topics focused and like like geared in a way that keeps the conversation going where we want it to go, versus yeah. Anger, yeah, I, hate, uh, everything terrible about social media. All the other horrible stuff about the internet. Right. Yeah. I, I yeah. think that, that'll help us accomplish more of what we're trying to do and also you know, hopefully set up uh, uh, an environment where people can come and have like a positive conversation versus getting torn apart because yeah. they, used, cause they named their game Word Merge. Nope. <laughs> Hybrids. Hybrids. Or full roll, you know. So I, I think that's what's going to happen. <laughs> Thanks for throwing that in there. <laughs> if, if we, uh, if we, you know, if we establish a, a system or a, uh, that, like if that's our goal, with that, that's you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, this makes me actually wish. I mean, it obviously, you know, it's dependent on you know how everything's going with the pandemic and stuff like that. But it actually makes me wish that Ten West was happening again. Yeah, same here. But, yeah, because it's like, man, what I would love to do with Ten West is just like go to these because we know that these people are there and they're there to talk about a certain subject. If it's a certain subject that's of interest, we could just like go to their talk and then chat with them afterwards. And like, whether it's like pitching them on stuff, whether it's about asking their expert opinion on things or, or, you know, that kind of stuff, it's like, it would be highly relatable. Like basically that is where you talk about your projects with other people and kind of like rub elbows with people who are like also engaging on their own projects or might have some useful tips or tricks or like would be able to you know like in this case or even review your your thing or something like that so it's a shame that you know i don't i don't know if that is going to be happening or not but if it was i you know it that'd be some great episode material too like just do a three-day coverage of 10 west like yeah. not not coverage of it in the sense that like oh here's what's going on at 10 west it's like nobody cares uh but like the interesting conversations with like very unique and you know whatever people that we would get at Ten West would be nice. Yeah, and for sure. So, well, I think we've got a lot of interesting ideas on the table. I want to. I got lost in my thought there. Um, I think uh, I think we've got a lot of interesting ideas about interconnectivity and about about like different posts or like different ways to engage our audience. So, uh, I think, uh, there's, there's a lot here. There's a lot, uh, a lot of material for ramen profitable to be engaging on or, or then our flow roll and, uh, elephant scout is the case maybe. Yeah. So maybe next on next week's episode, we'll do something a little more broad and then do a mini focused episode. Ooh, mini focused episode. Broad we'll, topic. we'll just test it out. We'll see how it, how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's feel it out. Let's feel it out. I mean, if anyone downloads and listens to this episode, obviously this has been a uh, mixed bag to say the least, but uh, sometimes that's, that's the way it is. You know, there was a lot going on and uh, I, I think everybody has had quite a week themselves, or at least if you're US based. Yeah, it's been a week and it's finally over. 
on this day. Well, this, this comes out on Monday, so. Yeah, well, evidently, yeah, that's the thing. Evidently not, because it's we're still in recount territory. Oh, of course, but. So technically that can still occur and may still be, may still occur. But anyway, we won't <laughs> Anyways, end on that note. Yeah. But I, it has been a rough week. It's been a long week. Yeah, rough but, week, long week. But next week, it's a new week. And we're going to do something new and exciting. Next week's a new week, and maybe I'll come prepared with a, a catchphrase or a slogan for Ramen Profitable so I don't always have this thing where I'm going out saying something weird. 